You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Welcome to episode 244 of Red Wings Rant, where tirades and a passion please for your Detroit Red Wings finally have a home! That's right, Ken Cal making an appearance. I'm just kidding, Ken Cal's not here. Oh my god, we lost. <laughs> Our viewership was cut in half with that explosive intro. Ladies and gentlemen, I apologize if you're listening to the podcast and your car speakers just blew up. But we're excited. Mike, this was a hell of a day. We've been talking about draft picks and whatnot for such a long time. And um, we have our draft picks in. All of that wasted effort of trying to get to know player, player after player. And the Red Wings just went ahead and drafted the one guy that we were like, you know what? If we draft him, eh. And that's what happened. And then we all fell in love with him like a second later. Yeah. And then it was like, okay, cool. All right. So we're all on board with Marco Casper. I got nervous. To- I got nervous on free agent day when we started with Marco Casper, big signing. I'm like, oh, no. This is what teams <laughs> who aren't going to do anything in free agency do. They're like, yeah, we signed a big draft pick today. We did the inevitable. Yeah. And then uh, Iserman signed every single free agent that was out there, Matt. My God. <laughs> um. I had Boy, the thought, yeah. yeah, I had the, I had the thought at one point where it was like, did anybody else, did Steve pull the, like, did he pull the trigger too early? Did anybody else get the memo? Um, <laughs> oh yeah. Everybody's calling out, uh, Jared, Matt, you moving? Yes. Uh, I feel, yeah, it's either I was robbed or I'm moving. Um, I am moving closer to the Detroit area so I can see all you beautiful people. More often at Little Caesars Arena, I uh, I have a what are you, feeling David Perron. <laughs> also yeah. moving closer. Yeah, I have a feeling uh, the Red Wings got some sort of data because they they started contacting more about getting season tickets after I started looking for a new house, and I've just been ignoring the calls. Brennis, what's going on? <laughs> Curtis Curtis throws out there. Matt literally sold the farm to help Stevie Y reeling by big fish. <laughs> The things I'm willing to do for this team. Uh, Jared says, holy crap, Mike is loud. I thought I was loud. Wow. So. Yeah. Let me set that back to three. My apologies, Jared. Uh, <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, let me know um, if it's still coming in hot. Yeah, um, make sure you have the right you have the right brother, too, because I thought I was yelling pretty hot. Um, Ketzel. Ketzel's aboard. What's going on? Uh, he looked at Johnny Hockey and decided, I can make five deals for that. <laughs> Now, I, I will get into it, but, um, like, the harder – all right, I, harder, Jesus. The longer this day went on, uh, the longer I just fell in love with each, like, additional move. Like, I think it's pretty fair to say if we walked out of today with just an Andrew Cop, like, that would be fine for us to be like, uh, I mean, I guess it happened. Like, it's not like you look at it and say – you know, it's a bad move, but it's not anything where you blow your load over. But all of these moves together, I think, say a lot 
and we we are going to talk about it. So I hope everybody uh, sticks along. And where is it, Michael Scrip? This is oh. kind of where my head's at. Uh, for you podcast listeners, Michael Scrip throws out there big trade coming. Mike, when you take a look at that cap friendly depth chart. That's a full that's a full roster and then some. So there's there's, there's something few, that was yeah. taken into account. <laughs> some future move. Uh that was uh, you know, if it could if it is one of the guys we picked up today and it was one of those um you know, we're, we're, when we picked up the Mystikoff and we were like, well, for sure, we're going to keep the Mystikoff up until that point the juicy trade comes through and then he's gone at the trade deadline, which of course happened last year. So that could be one of our current guys, uh, or one of our fresh guys, I should say. Obviously, they're all current. Uh, one of our new guys, or just a couple of guys with one year left. <laughs> we might want to take a peek at. Chewie um, <clears throat> thrown in there, and no. Um, this might be in reference to my Marco Casper, where initially I was like, "What?" So this was. This was us looking at draft picks, right, for such a long time. And I, I think we want to jump into free agency because that's fresh. Yeah, let's new. save the draft for the end. But yeah, yeah, let's I think uh, talk about the comment, deals for sure. Yeah, just because I brought up <laughs> Chewie's comment. I, I think that's what this was. And I, I, I think we pretty much summed up every guy we talked about was like, a, if Steve gets them, I'm going to be very excited about it. But it wasn't one of those things where I think any one guy stood apart. So I could get like too excited in, in one direction or, the, or another. So I think that's probably where, Mike, you're, we're both pro wrestling fans. When, when, we watch, when we watch the ending play out that we all knew was going to happen, but then pro wrestling pretends like it's a fake out, like it's a swerve, but we all knew it was coming. That's probably the most disappointing pro wrestling is, right? So I kind of feel like, we were a month before the draft and the, the articles came out for like, ooh, are the Red Wings, are they showing their hand? Is Marco Casper the guy? And then it was Marco Casper. And it was like, well, yeah, I got, I mean, yeah, we already, we knew. So it was like, this isn't. Yeah, this isn't I do exciting. feel a little guilty for uh, not placing them in my picks, uh, nor what I thought the Red Wings were going to do. I was a big offer on that one. Um, but, uh, I mean, yeah, there are some guys... That we did snag today, man. We got to talk Andrew Cop. No, you're right. You're right. <laughs> uh, Andrew Cop coming in from Ann Arbor. Um, of course, getting, uh, you know, he threw out today, I was captain to Dylan, and now Dylan is my captain. I, I read, what was funny is I, I did not see the, uh, I did not see the interview, but I heard, I, I read that, and I read it with yeah. like, uh, just Thanks, for Jared. fun. Just, just <laughs> for fun, I read it with like, now he's my captain. You know, like a little bit of hate in it, like he's he's jealous now. But clearly, that's not that's not the case. Uh, yeah, we Cobb, got a little uh, Guardians of the enough. Galaxy right now. Yeah, yeah, he's paid enough. A little Star Lord and that. Thor. I'm really excited to see this. Who takes over the ship? Um, but yeah, mate, uh, are you excited for this Andrew Cop signing? Um, did you like when he was re quickly replaced by Trocheck in New York? Um, do you think that we got the better of the two guys? Because I definitely feel like we got the better of the two deals, uh, five years instead of seven. Um, yeah, can you I, roll out? Do you know what that Trocheck deal was off the top of your head? I don't have that information. I think the average annual value was close. I know it was seven years for sure, but I can pull that figure for you while you're talking, Andrew. 
Well, for me, I think for anybody watching on YouTube right now, you can see the J Fresh. Uh, 39, by the here. way. Yeah. 39. 39 over seven years. Oh, okay. I was like, you can't do 39 in one year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think the number you'd want to point out here, and this is this is where this is really going to make uh, the difference here when you pull in a cop. And we, we were talking about Andrew Cop maybe a couple of months ago. And I think we kept coming up with all of the different free agents that were available. And I think what happened today was pretty much what we asked for. We were like, any one single guy that we picked up today, if that was your haul from free agency, doesn't make, like, it doesn't, it doesn't turn heads. But when you pick up all of these guys collectively, and of course, we're talking about cop right now. I think that's where the excitement can start to roll in because you're, you're thinking, all right, Andrew cop two way. Two-way two forward, uh, I think we're going to have him roll through on center um, as uh, we see Jay Fresh here has him listed as left wing, right wing, and center. Uh, he played first-line center minutes. Uh, but uh, what I want to point out is the PK ranking here, Mike. Arguably, according to Jay Fresh, one of your best PK players in the league, which is crazy. Uh, top 50% in power play. So when this guy's out there on special teams – it's efficient. And I think what we're going to keep coming back to with some of these guys is the difference that we're going to be able to see on special teams. Um, how many games, Mike, did we look at the statistics? And sure, we got absolutely lunched a few times. Um, and, and again, collectively, all these decisions today are going to help move us in the right direction. But it was always special teams. We could come back. You could do a game by game, like what do the Red Wings need to make sure happens tonight? And you could just every game say, uh, you know, power play and penalty kill. If those, those are complete dog shit again, we're going to get destroyed. And uh, <laughs> I feel like we all kind of knew that. I feel like Steve kind of looked at that as the number one priority and said that those are the problems we're going to solve. And as we continue to go through this list here, um, but it's a good it's a good start with Andrew Cup, and I think I think there's the wonderful storylines of the Michigan ties, the Dylan Larkin ties. Uh, I think the five years, five point six two five, like you mentioned, Mike, it's not going to hurt. If you're talking about a top six guy in the five mil range, got plenty of space to add uh, for Dylan. You got plenty of space to add for Lucas. Got plenty of space to add for Mo. This isn't necessarily for me. I saw some people talking about the five years on this, and then that's going to be right in range where this starts to hurt. But don't forget, like, the the salary cap's going to start to increase too. I think this is perfect. I think at once the salary cap, the, the dead, what do we call this? Frozen cap? Dead cap? What do we call this? Somebody can help me out in the comments. I'm just going to keep looking. Um, once that, that dam is broken, and there's the release. This 5.625 million is going to feel like nothing. And that's going to be at that fourth and fifth year. Uh, so, yeah, I th I think uh, I think we've got a winner of a contract here. And if this works out and this guy makes the difference that we hope to see in our top six, gravy on top of it. Uh, we do have a ton of comments coming in. I got to move up all the way to the beginning of the show. Uh, Jared throws out there, Mike, that your your microphone was good. Yeah, I did see that. Uh, <laughs> couple more big moves Curtis throws out there and hell I might move back home from Los Angeles all right Curtis I'll say I'll save a house next door uh so we can, we can just get this all worked out chewy I know uh chewy's he's in my my city right now he's in Howell and I just 
both me and my wife are going to be working closer to downtown. So it's just, uh, we got to make that move. Um, ace fishing, throwing out there a couple, you know, it's, it's mentioned in previous years, but can I, can I say, can I say it's been mentioned in previous years this year? It means a little bit more. What ace fishing is throwing out there is that I loved how they said, when Steve Eiserman calls you listen. And, um, like I said, and I think, We've already talked about this in previous episodes. And Mike, I swear to God, I'm going to give you a chance to speak here in a second. But <laughs> I appreciate that. I mean, I mean, with the list of dudes we're talking about today and the amount of times we've heard that comment made, I feel like we could be a little bit more excited about that comment today than in past years. It's not to say the stay, you know, that, that there aren't issues with the guys that we did pick up or things to call out, which we will. I mean, come on, when when you've got Ben Sherratt and Andrew Kopp making those comments as opposed to where we have seen those comments come from the last few years, this means a little bit more. Yeah. Can I say that um, no. it's a card that um, I'm glad we're seeing be played because let me do one quick thing here. I'm going to turn my light on in a second. The oh, I really hated that when the off season would roll around, people would say, Oh, you get to come back to an original six team. Oh, a, a team with a you know a long legacy of winning. Um, you know, look at the historical ties to the Detroit Red Wings. Um, and it felt like that just kind of rang hollow. Um, because that, that's like, that just means that the team used to be good. Um, these guys are interested in winning now. I, I mean, definitely there's guys who, you know, when they've played long enough, they want to get their bag of money. But I don't think that these signings occur if Iserman is not at the helm, if Iserman draft picks are not panning out, um, if Iserman draft picks are not winning the Calder or being the runner-up for the Calder. Um, you know, these guys did say when Iserman calls, you listen, and it's because he's not just, you know, a Stanley Cup winner as a player. Um, you know, he put together one of the great, you know, dynasties in Florida in Tampa. And now it looks like his draft picks are coming to fruition in Detroit, um, that he's built a legit first line, um, that this, this is a product that you can be excited about. So it's not just hanging on to these, you know, um, lifelines that, you know, the Red Wings used to be good. No, it's now they're run by a guy who knows what he's doing. So when Steve Eiserman calls, yeah, he did give you some memories as a kid, but he's, he's also building a pretty good team. So, I think that has much more to do with these guys and this day um, than anything else. Cats uh, <clears throat> will thrown out there when we were asking for the uh, the amount of years, the seven years, same amount. Everybody was throwing that out there. Curtis, Brannis, thank you guys. Um, I did see did see mention here. Do, 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 do. I wanted to bring this up real quick. Johnny Goudreau over to Columbus. Danimals throws out a what the fuck. <laughs> Um, I do think this is good for hockey. I, I feel like Columbus was in a spot where it was like, what are he's, we even doing uh, here? Yeah, he's a big fan of Cedar Point. Uh, you know, you can't blame him for that. <laughs> I think he's still got a drive, though, right, with Columbus? But still, no, I think this is good for <laughs> hockey because there are so many guys that would come through Columbus and just bounce. So I think I think Johnny could be maybe uh, – we were talking about the dam being broken and the floodgates being open, but I'm hoping Columbus gets uh, – Johnny roller coaster, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Ashton is also excited about that PK for our boy cop. Um, yep. Oh man, Curtis Scott, he's got it. Seven years, 9.8 million per for Johnny hockey. That's crazy. I would have thought 
I would have thought we were talking a double digit number, like for sure. Like to see that Columbus got him for under. I'm yeah, because the, the rumors were that there were there were offers for over ten. Yeah. Now, uh, Jared throws out there. Sad to see Stall go. Hope his brother makes the team down in Florida. Of course, uh, yeah, they, the two Stall they brothers. Signed, had... uh, both of them, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool, but I think this is this is as good a point as any is to bring up uh, our two new uh, left side defensemen, and we're starting with uh, if it'll pop up on the damn screen, Olimata. Um, I'm this... glad you started with Oli because I have some questions about the other one. Yeah. <laughs> I know you you did send me a message, not too excited about the J. Just, uh, a little, J. a little, a little cautious about that, but yeah, let's talk Oli first. 28 year old gets third pair defense ice time. I think, I think we could be looking at a defensive pair for Gustav Lindstrom. Um, not going to hurt to have Lindstrom playing with a 28 year old. And again, this is a guy, when you look at Gustav too, like you're trying to line up the defensive pairings for the PK. We always said Gustav Lindstrom comes out a couple of years now, solid numbers for the PK. Uh, and Oli's going to kind of, I, I would say mirror him with uh, even strength defense, but we do see some with some better numbers uh, from an even strength offense perspective uh, for Gustav. So this might be something, maybe these two will balance each other out. So some of the weak, weaknesses that Oli's coming in with will be figured out. And really uh, some of the weaknesses for Gustav are just experience. And I'd say, you know, this is, this is an upgrade. We're going to, we were just talking about stall. We're talking about DeKaiser. I mean, this is, these are, uh, and I say two guys, so we haven't brought up Ben yet, but I, I think these are two guys that are essentially upgrading this team. And, and if you want to look at the top six and just compare, even though he's not leaving the team, but Pews to Andrew Kopp, clearly an upgrade. And that's where, when we talk about all these free agents coming in, we're not really going one for one. We're not playing the Steve Eiserman Mike. What did Steve Eiserman used to do with free agency? Nothing. Ice a team. Oh, ice used a team. to say yeah. you got to ice a team. So that's yeah. what free agency was all about. It was about bringing in the guys with some solid analytics, but ultimately it wasn't like that signing that was going to change this team to being a Stanley Cup contender. Does Ollie do that? No, but for sure, for sure, we're making upgrades across the board. In my opinion, I wouldn't. Humbly. Yeah, I would say. Um, you know, I think we want to bring up the J Fresh for for Ali because you know he's not he's not necessarily a guy with the you know, digestible scoring numbers, right? Um, he did that have them a little bit more when he played in Pittsburgh. So maybe the thought is, uh, you know, maybe, maybe I know, I know he said uh, Lindstrom, but maybe if he does get some shifts with our boy Cider, maybe he does start getting some more points, a little bit like he did with Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, it, this definitely looks like Eiserman got tired of losing games, um, eleven to two. Um, so at least these, you know, a couple signings here that we've talked about are about strengthening special teams about strengthening the penalty kill about getting, you know, defense first players. Um, and you gotta, you gotta be pretty excited about, you know, uh, wins above replacement of 70%, uh, for a guy who's going to be on your third pairing. So it's right. you know, pretty promising. And, uh, this is, this is also as easy as it gets. Like when we talk about flexibility wise, 2.25 million for one year. And, um, one of the things we'll bring up later, so we'll come back to this, but I mean, we, I, I brought up the depth chart on cap friendly hasn't figured in a name like Simon Edmondson yet. And yet we have a full team plus some, so something to think about as we roll into the season, if Edmondson's going to pull 
a half more at cider and at least make this team. Maybe he doesn't need to win the Calder, but play well enough to make this a solid, you know, create a solid second pair. You've got some flexibility well, with him out of contract for Well, sure. like we saw last year at the Red Wings, right? They could be almost a fringe playoff team if every single player was healthy and they were playing at home. Right. So now it kind of feels like we're actually going to have a little bit of depth on this roster. So, you know, if one or two guys or three guys or four guys go down, it's it's not a, a bleak affair where you just change the channel right. um, and we, we tumble down the standings. Now it looks like there's a little bit of a contingency plan um, especially for these guys who fit under what Eisenman's trying to do, which is bulk up um, and hit the other team in the face. Uh, I got to throw out there, Eric is aboard. Eric Johnson, of course, with the high guy. High really? Guy. Hi, guys. Eric. <laughs> um, Ace, Fish Ace Fishing throws out there, every new draft pick mentioned the original six and 11 cups. So there was a little bit of the old school going on there but i do think some of that is they do get coached up to like what are we, what are the red wings fans going to want to hear um i like danimal's point here as we continue to roll through all these signings and then we'll roll into the next one but eisman likely had to prove to larkin that he's going to start helping him out and honestly i mean yeah we're going to talk about we're going to eventually take a look at this cap friendly page in a second here and when you talk about the names that are going to need a new contract, of course, Dylan is one of those names. And I believe the con the conversations can begin now, or at least if he wanted to, he could go ahead and sign that extension. I don't is know. This what, is this what Larkin was waiting for before he signed an extension? Was he was he tired of being uh, Moira Rose on Shit's Creek? I just you know finished crying myself to sleep. Can I? Can I say, and I got to thank everybody for tuning in. If you guys do have a second, hit that like button. But go ahead and, you know, let us know what you guys are thinking on this. I don't think Dylan needed this. I think he's bought in. I think he's all in on the Iser plan and the Detroit Red Wings. Maybe we just want it on his behalf. I think a part of it is just Iserman needs to do right by himself and by Dylan. Like, this couldn't... We've been getting DMs today, Mike, on Twitter about making jokes... Um, and I don't, I, I will say, I don't agree with this, but making jokes about how long the rebuild was going to go. And I'm, you know, Eisman says he's the most patient guy in the room. Mike, I think you and I, we've been having a lot of fun here. I think we we might be tied for first with Steve Eisman. We'll, we'll be patient as hell. We were asking for losing seasons <laughs> to try and get as good a draft pick as possible. Um, but I, I feel like Dylan is in on that too. Now, I, I don't, I can't, you know, I, I guess I'm speaking to a man's character and I've never met the guy himself, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I feel like I don't, I don't know if Dylan needed this to like, maybe it is just about like massaging the contract numbers. Maybe it's about like, look, these are the moves we want to make. We want to make even better moves. You're important to us. So here's the lengthy eight years coming up. And I do think Dylan is going to be one of those guys that, you're talking about the eight-year extension. I heard earlier today on another podcast that said you save it for the Sidney Crosbys, but I think Dylan Larkin is at that point. I think he's going to be that important for the Red Wings that he gets that eight-year conversation. Oh, without a doubt. I, I don't think anyone would complain about that specific eight-year deal. So um, maybe it's about negotiation? Maybe it's about, look what I did for you this year. You give me space next year. You give me space when this cap starts to open up. 
We put that old, at the time, 33-year-old piece of crap Andrew Cop down on the fourth line, and I'm going to give you a star second line. Son. No, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm super I'm super stoked about Andrew Cop. But you know what I'm saying? Like, this is part of that, like, maybe it's not what Dylan needed to do the re-sign, but maybe this is about cutting some dollars off of that. Is that... Because again, I'm judging Dylan right now. I'm I'm making like a, a character judgment right now, right? No, <laughs> I, I, is... no, I would I, I won't I won't I, I won't go that far. Um, I I think that this was just we've we've got a team that you showed me glimpses last year, and you know we saw what a difference adding one or two players can can do, namely rookies. Um, so now if we can establish you know put some established veterans in there, which is definitely what today was all about. Um, I think you're, you're almost proving it to yourself, uh, proving it to the fan base. And, you know, I, I got to think Iserman's starting to say like, let's, let's line them up because I think my picks are about to start, you know, blossoming and, uh, maybe, maybe not a good playoff, maybe not a playoff series win this year, but maybe, you know, an actual on the fringe come the last day of the season, maybe actually squeak in and then maybe next year you know, the, the following season, we could be a playoff team. That's, that's what today felt like. Um, Kessel, Kessel throws it on there. We are wild card at least this year. Big statement. At the very least. It does feel like that. When you look at what that second line is going to be with Perron, um, cop and, um, Oh yeah. We haven't gotten to Perron yet. We could, I could fast forward here. Yeah. We got to get through him too. All right. Well, let's, let's go back. Cause I, I wanted to kind of bring the conversation to, uh, Ben Sherratt and, of course, Olimata. Uh, some serious upgrades, I feel like, on the left side of the defense. Um, we were just talking about Danny DeKaiser. I will throw in there. Dan B. asks, did DeKaiser actually get signed by Dallas? I I, I don't know. Mike, do you want to check on that while we start to sum this up? On it. Uh, but then Mark Stahl makes the move as well. So it, it is it is a couple of guys that get a ton of minutes on the left side. And Mike, I know what we're going to show here in a second for Ben Sherratt isn't the most glowing looking <laughs> chart we've ever seen, but, but got to remember how much time was with Montreal who had one of, you know, you're talking one of the worst seasons. Uh, a good chunk was just, just God awful before they got their new head coach. Um, and Ben had to play through that and still pretty good, even strength offense numbers. And I, if I had to fantasy book this right now without any more changes to this team, you got to think Ben's playing with Mo Sider. And you got to think a lot of this stuff. I mean, you see the even strength numbers. And again, this is three years. This isn't just one year. This is three years on the right hand side. If you guys are watching on YouTube, 13% even strength defense. Mike, you called it out just a second ago. Eight percent projected war percentage for Ben Sherratt. Um, I have to throw out there too, Mike, to be completely fair. When we were talking trade deadline, I was making fun of Florida for picking up Ben Sherratt. Because I said there's nothing about Ben Sherratt that required the amount of value they gave up for him. But Ben heads over to Florida. Everything kind of turns around. So I think if you put Ben in a better situation, you're playing with a Mo Sider. And if our boys in the chat, Ketzel's getting his way and we're making it to the playoffs, that's a much better situation, of course, than what Ben was subjected to in Montreal. 
And not so only here's a. Can yeah, I give yeah. you a scary comparison for what you just did? So we're saying that sure. Strott played a lot better when he goes to a better team like Florida, mm-hmm. and he played like Dudu when he's on Montreal. Uh, and he doesn't. He's not a scorer, right? His his he's he's trying to be a more physical defenseman. Um, Matt, is this going to be a Nick Letty situation? <laughs> um, obviously he's he's choosing to come to Detroit. Um, so I got to think his attitude's going to be better now that he's coming here. But are are we saying that it was just like a product of the environment with Sherratt? Because you know we're basically what we're going to be doing is wiping out statistically what he's done. You know, with like the 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 top right. level stuff, we're wiping out Jay Fresh, and we're just going to take that small sample size with you know a, a really high performing team in Florida and say this is what we're getting. I think also you have to take into consideration. I mean, we you needed a four or a, a veteran presence too to be playing with cider. So I think there's a, a huge element to that as well. But this is a cheaper contract compare if you want to do it this way, Mike. We saw that Ole Motto when he's on the ice, he does he does a lot more for his team than he gives up. If you want to do Ben Chirot and Danny DeKaiser. Ben Chirot's going to walk away with the better war percentage and the cheaper contract. So either way, if you want to, if you want to build it up that way and go Mark Stahl for Olimata and Danny DeKaiser for Ben Chirot, it's still an upgrade, albeit through advanced analytics, it says it's pretty close for Benny boy. But I still you, say, I still you, say that it's fair to assess a guy's performance based on how shitty a team is and how much better it gets or looks. When he's on a better, when he's in a better situation, I, th- I think that's fair. And this is his okay, choice. So this is his choice to come aboard. And this isn't this isn't Nick Letty getting traded. Like, don't forget about that. Like, this is Ben coming aboard with the Iser plan. So I, I think that's completely. It's it's so much different. Tristan so I guess out there, Sherrod yeah. crushes people. I th- I think I'm finally catching up in the comments. By the way. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, so that no that you know. I, I know there's a lot of Red Wing fans around here who are going to be very excited to see a physical guy out there. Um, hopefully he doesn't take silly penalties. Um, so we have to see more of our penalty kill out there. Andrew Kopp, God bless you. Um, so what, I guess my question is, if we're going to basically ignore the statistics that he's had for the past couple of years, and we're going to ignore some deep cut analytics, uh, compliments of Jay Fresh, what do you think made Eiserman say this is the guy we need for four years, four million when he's already thirty-one years old? I think I think I nailed it. I think I came up with the you know like we're measuring just just basically what he did with Florida. I'm too loud. I'm keeping the kids awake. Oh. Um, I think <clears throat> no, no, no. It, it's it's the combination of Florida. You're getting some veteran leadership, and you know what, the left side defense pool and free agency, it's not wasn't that great so you need to fill out the left side and i think i think upgrade wise this this was this was an easy side to upgrade and i you know maybe it calls into question that you had to pay a longer contract right you're gonna have to pay a little bit more in a longer contract still discount compared to danny de kaiser but that's what you got to do with free agency like you're solving problems you you needed to fill out the left side of the defense and you've seen Ben Chirot play out of his mind in the playoffs when he helped get Montreal 
you know, to the Stanley Cup finals. And then things don't go great in Montreal. He gets moved to Florida and things kind of get turned back on again. So it's like, you know, he's learning how to be a horse again. I get what you're saying. Is it fair to erase that stuff? No, and we're not. But when you talk about what you need to give up to fill some so holes do you think he, specifically do you think he just in has agency, a, Does he just have a better agent than Oli Mato then? <sighs> Who has a higher ceiling for, for goal scoring and a better war. And he's no, making two I mean, times as much as him with four years uh, his come, his senior. You can come back to Tristan's comment about crushing guys. Um, I mean, this is a guy who's playing a specific game that you need to look for. And we saw guys messing up Mo Sider all last season. We saw guys messing up Lucas Raymond. And now Ben Sherratt's going to be out there. I don't know. I was going to say collecting ears, but I didn't know if that was like a well-known enough reference. You know, the... Never mind. What reference uh, is that? I know it. Uh, I... I can't remember myself. You don't right. know your own. No, I did it. No, right. I did it. I did the dumb thing. No, I referenced the thing. I don't even remember myself. All right. I'm I'm a fucking idiot. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> He's collecting heads. Is that better? But anyway, you, you've got your guy to protect. You've got a veteran presence now. I I'm I think it's just about the price you pay to solve these problems in free agency. And I am Again, with the collective decisions, okay with everything that happened. I got to think, uh, for anybody that's tuning in right now, Mike, we, we broke the 100-viewer threshold. I really appreciate it. If you guys have a second, just go ahead and hit that like button. But keep letting us know what you think about today's Yeah, we got a, we got a few more poll. comments, too. Yeah. yeah, this is great. I love you guys. Johnny P's aboard. Uh, Johnny P. Oh, what am I saying? This is performance art. Uh, I see some trade uh, trade deadline trade bait here. I see it here, and I see it on our cap friendly page with some of the guys already on the team. Um, Jared thrown out there. This is something to think about. Fabry is on his what third ACL tear. Love what he does on the ice, but he's not on the ice enough. Mike, what, I think it was two weeks ago. I said I had like a an aha moment, which you shouldn't do this for the players that are on your team. The aha moment was, oh my god, I forgot, I forgot Fabry was on the roster. <laughs> Which, yeah, I, I, that's, you know, we mentioned it like uh, a couple minutes ago that it, it felt like if, you know, in years past, if Fabry was hurt, my God, I guess we're just not going to score today. And now it's like, eh, you know, we'll figure it out. You would have been on the fourth line anyway. Like now that now the depth is actually starting to like come to fruition. So it's, you know, I, I'm going to be excited when Fabry comes back, but it's not a desperate, you know, you know, pleading gesture to the gods please you know bring fabry back it's like no i mean come back when you're ready uh you know we got we got a lot of guys uh a lot of guys uh who can who can play that spot um tom throwing out there fabry is a big question mark i think i think that's true uh danimals i'm on the fence with Sherat. i will wait and see I think that um, what he's going to do is uh, he's going to endear us probably on his first check in game one. Um, and he will quickly become one of the favorites. Can I, can I say Dan B thrown out there and this is kind of where my head was at. I think the cost here was, was the, the term, uh, but top four defensemen historically cost a premium in free agency. Dan B I'm right there with you. Can I say I his that's, role? That's, that's where we're his do you think his role kind of played into how his numbers are um, I, kind of like, you know, like maybe as a top, like as the number one defenseman, he's miscast, 
but could he be like a like a like an A or a B plus, you know, second or third or fourth defenseman? I mean, Mike San Jose today was moving uh, Brent Burns, uh, with one of their two defensemen that last year they were paying double digit numbers. We don't have anybody on this team making double digit money. Ben Chirot's four point seven five million is not going to kill us. It is not going to kill us. Brent Burns and Eric Carlson on the Sharks. That kills you. We were not being. We are not being killed by this four point seven five. And what? What? How old is Brent Burns? What is? What is he like? A thousand? He's at old. Point? Yeah, he's. Uh, I think thirty-seven now. Right. I. I he's Sherrod plus six. Right, and that like Sherrod's contract will be up by the time he's in. He's Brent the Burns. end of Sherrod's contract plus three years. <laughs> so I think. So put it in perspective. <laughs> $1 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still hit the ice for cold hard cash. New customers can make their first deposit and play free for thousands with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. Draft your lineup for eight skaters and a goalie and rack up points for goals, assists, saves, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit, withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 and over. Restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Curtis, I love you. It's a wing dings party tonight, baby. That's why I came in hot. All right. That's why I blew out all your. Well, we got to get into another uh, another former St. Louis Blue um, now joining the red, the winged wheel here, Matt. You got Perron uh, queued up for us? Uh, do I? No. Oh no. Oh uh, no. There he is. Oh, and I hit remove instead of add. <laughs> David Perron, Mike. Um, oh my God. So my stupid screen. It says two-year contract and then the dollar amount, Mike. Can you read that? Because my screen is tied 4. up with details. Uh, average go. annual value. Yeah. <laughs> it just says slide eight out right over the dollar amount. Uh, but yeah, David Parad, 4.75, two-year contract. I can't contract. believe Parad is going to be on the other side of the ice of Rana. This is insane. <laughs> I, I look at these, these numbers, Mike, for the first time. In the show's existence, so we are moving into our fourth season of Red Wings Rant, which is crazy, by the way. Congratulations to us, um, Mike. We're gonna have two. We're gonna have two fucking power plays. Do you want to feel? Do you want to feel crazy? Do you want to feel crazy? Crazy. While you're driving around today or yeah. tomorrow, just turn yeah. on local radio and listen rodeo. to the calls about people saying these are marginal signings at best. What is Steve doing? Uh, listen. I don't know how many times I could say this. We've seen what one or two players could do to an NHL team. We added two rookies. We were a 500 team. Now we're adding legit NHL <laughs> veterans to these what are seemingly superstar, you know, sophomore players. Right. It's insanity how close we are to being competent. Like a very good team. Like, and David Perron is is so excited to be here. I, I this is like a perfect signing. He's got a, a very reasonable contract. He's a very good scorer. And he's just, he's there to be on the second fucking line with Verona. He's not even there to be the top top dog. He's there to I be mean, the, the fifth dog. Think think about what we subtracted to get to this point, Mike. Danny DeKaiser, Mark Stahl. 
I love, you know, we loved Vladdy Nemistikov, but clearly we've upgraded to this point. Yeah. I, and you know, what's, what's amazing too, we have, we are going to talk about this. So I, I know Mike, you have to leave at eight o'clock. So we got to move a little bit faster. I here. got a little time. I got a little time. I could stay until eight 20 ish. All right, here okay. we go. All right, but like, think about like in the depth chart we've talked about on Cap Friendly, which we still haven't gotten into, hasn't figured in a Bergrid, hasn't figured in an almost all season player, Joe Valeno, and Mike Soderblom's coming over to North America. Oh, well, Elmer Soderblom, he's coming. Don't you all worry, Elmer Soderblom. <laughs> um, I do love, by the way, Philip uh, D. Patri- Dupri- D. Patrizio. Philip, I love your last name. I love how many people are coming aboard to call out the Red Wings are going to be making the playoffs this season. But again, coming back to that point, Mike, I mean, oh my God, I, I'm going to get flustered here in a second, but thinking about how we filled out, we filled out this roster and there's still so much space for like potential to continue to fill this out. And if there's issues, if there's injuries, Mike, oh my God, if there's a fucking injury, we can fill out the roster. Jesus Christ. Yeah, we can call up a prospect. We can call up a prospect for a cup of coffee and not lean on him to carry the team for 82 games. Oh my god. We're like a real insane. NHL team now. Yeah, this is insane. I uh I mean, another thing we brought up like how happy we were with a Jake Wallman, but clearly we've upgraded beyond Jake Wallman, but of course if he wants to earn a spot, all the power to him. But even through all the defensive the signings we've mentioned, the roster we've mentioned, we still haven't figured in a spot for Simon Edvinson or who else is coming over to North America? Albert Johansson. Mike, there's so much fucking potential this year. Okay, okay, okay. We're getting too excited. We're talking about David Perron. Power play. Here we go. Bingo, bingo. I mean, it, like, oh, I'm getting way too excited. Um, I do need to pull back. This is, you know, this is free agency day. This is the day to be excited. And then uh, as we move forward and we see you guys getting into penalty trouble or, uh, you know, we... <laughs> We see just missed shots. Then we'll get angry. But, I mean, this is a guy who ranks David Perron. He he gets an 84% projected war percentage for the Wingdings heading into this next season. So this is all of our data collected over the last three seasons for Perron. And look at his war percentile rank, Mike. It just continues to go up as he goes into age 34. This is a guy that's learning how to use David Perron and his body and his age better as he moves forward. Of course, that's that's because he's getting to know who the power play version of David Perron is even better because the way that he plays the power play is all about using that noggin. So the older this, that's why this this thirty four year old signing for two years is so fucking perfect because that this is that space. That's where this guy's using his noggin to have all of this success. He's using his body to have all of this success, and it's not going to change. We're not we're not picking up a guy that's completely reliant on speed at this age. This is uh, this is a veteran signing that you love to see. And as we keep seeing guys rolling through that are going to need to learn how to use their body. Of course, nobody compares to Soderblom's size, but it, they're going to have to use their body to be successful on the power play. Oh man! I know this is a guy doing uh, what I think point six eight points a game. Pretty sexy. Um, and since, uh, age 29 season, um, he was in Vegas, 66 points and then going forward four six, but only in 57 games, um, 60 points, 58, 57. So I'm 
feel pretty good about him getting about 60 points, um, even as he gets, you know, into his 30s, into the twilight, because like you said, he's making a lot of smart plays. Um, but again, I mean, I mean, we just need somebody competent on the other side of Verano, a, a playmaker, and that's that's what we're getting. Uh, I do have to throw out there, Curtis, thank you so much. 200 watching live. Let's go hit that thumbs up. Come on, guys. If you do have a second, just hit the thumbs up. You're, we're going to help Red Wings rank grow a little bit tonight. Danimals, thank you so much. Um, Jake Kiefer thrown out there. Oh, Jake. Oh, oh, man, whisper Jake. those sweet nothings, my friend. Woo <laughs> <laughs> um, now, there's there's another mention here of the Blues. Hockey Fox throws out there. Blues took Grice. Of course, a one for one trade, Mike. Um, <laughs> the Red Wings are going to get Billy yeah, Uso. Kind of a kind of a baffling decision there. I don't know what they saw from uh, our <laughs> beloved Grice to make him do three years, uh, let alone one year. But uh, you know, well, I thought teach their own. I thought this was important because it's it, it is going to be tough to to move a goalie and and hope that everything translates right i mean you're talking about a team that's built differently so of course the red wings are like let's bring over as many blues as possible um but, <laughs> but anyway to take this more seriously um i think you and i walked away from this season we're very happy with nadelkovich so i think what you're seeing here is just anything not to be worried about with Vili huso i think yes for me goaltending is so erratic year to year i know but you know what Vili's going to be able to do that christ couldn't do yeah. If Nadelkovich happened to have a bad game and we had to pull him, we're not going to have to bring him back in because the backup goalie is so incompetent. <laughs> That's what we've eliminated which, with this which, major, major upgrade. Which St. Louis saw that and was like, nailed it. That's that's what we need. <laughs> we need to solidify a starting position here for Bennington. We can't have anybody questioning Bennington. Get Grice out there to show him what a real backup goaltender looks like. Um, I, like, you can't – it almost doesn't happen in any other sport what happened. <laughs> we pull the goalie, then we pull him, then we pull him again. Like, not in baseball. That's illegal. You're out of the game if you get pulled. That's right. it. That guy's batting. He, he's taking your spot on the field. Football, <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I don't know. doesn't happen in basketball. You can't go past the 15th guy on the bench. We ran out of players. So, I, I don't know. Somehow the Red Wings, at least that problem is gone now with, with Uso. Yeah. Uh, thanks again for everybody hitting the like button. Jared Shaw thrown out there. The St. Louis subred is on fire right now. <laughs> <Dan> <laughs> with B, envy, course, I imagine. Right on board. Dan uh, B, my man. Hockey Fox having a good time. Ketzel thrown out there. We have two 40-game goalies for once. Can that I say, Ketzel, good, too, huh? that it feels like with Nadelkovich, we're giving him a Seabiscuit situation where he's got real competition. And I, I think he's a guy that needs that. Yeah. I want to come back to these numbers where I'm comparing. I'm, I'm going to say quote unquote, comparing Nadelkovich and Huso. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't really want to look at this as, as a comparison between these two guys, to be completely honest. That's not why I brought this up here. I think really, this is just something where we're looking at some super reasonable contracts. We're not getting in the, in the realm of too high higher contracts like you you talk about your Vegas Golden Knights that got into a lot of trouble uh this is going to be a situation where you've seen some guys that had some success you're still in that realm of getting them to sign uh somewhat reasonable uh salary cap number very reasonable I would say expiration date on those contracts um and we already talked about like turning things over to COSA at some point if that does become our, our goalie of the future which again I've given away how much I trust goalies year 
year. So yeah, we'll cross my fingers on that and just hope that we landed our Vasilevsky. <laughs> but um, if that's not the case, Mike, I do believe that this is the absolute best way to do your goaltending year by year. And that comes back to the conversation of how up and down things can be. And, you know, we talked about before, how do you, you know, if you're, you're crossing, you're checking off boxes, right. To become the Tampa Bay lightning. That's fine. We can keep doing that. Maybe Marco Casper is going to be, you know, our, our Braden point, or I don't know, maybe Dylan Larkin's the Braden point and we find out Casper's even better. Whatever the situation is, right. It's still incredibly hard to find all these guys. And it's even more hard. It's more difficult to find a Vasilevsky who is putting himself on the Mount Rushmore of all time goalies. That's four goalies all time. I, I, I challenge you to tell me that they're, I don't know. You're putting him fifth or worse at this point. Vasilevsky, I don't know. He's carving himself up there. So I'm just saying it's really hard to find the Vasilevsky. So I think if you're going to play this game, you can go year by year. You know, maybe Nadelkovich had his off here last year and things are going to turn around. Is what do we say? We always said when he was looking good, he was just being Alex Nadelkovich. When things were going bad, he didn't look like Alex Nadelkovich. So if things go well, that just means he's leaning more into who he is. Coaching's going well. All, all those things are coming together. But still, I think ultimately yeah, just, you're, you're playing. You're a saying good it's game a spot here. to it's a spot to money ball. Oh, yeah. absolutely, yeah. And it's the, again cap. Yeah, if you have the opportunity to have Vasilevsky, reasonable. Yeah, if you have a, if you can. You obviously sign him to a you know a mortgage but if you don't i mean sign him to a nfl running back deal get a couple of them who are pretty good um you know reasonable contracts and then you know you might have to cycle through them a little bit but yeah this is a if you don't have vasilevsky this is pretty much as ideal as it gets uh for a cap sheet management and for team management to get two guys my god who are both like on the cusp of their primes for two reasonable contracts I don't know how Eisman keeps swindling the NHL, but he's done it yet again. Um, I, I do like what's going on in the comments right now. Uh, Sam Chudery is uh, giving us his lineup, so I think, uh, or you know, we this is a good. This will be a good transition. First line for Sam: Bert, Larks, and Raymond. That works. That was a great line last year. Second line: Veronica, Sadina. All right. Um. I, we'll make adjustments. Third line, this is where we make the transition. Uh, Fabs, Perron, and Kubelik. So I, I don't necessarily agree with that, but I was oh, going to use this whole yeah. conversation to come back to Kubelik, who uh, I thought this came out of absolutely nowhere. Uh, <laughs> I, I am a fan of this. Uh, we'll take a look here. I mean, a 78% projected words. Your, man, your man's getting third line. Um, wing minutes. Uh, you've got some success on the power play again. And uh, I think middling is fine, even strength, offense, and defense. This is something for me that when you couple all these transactions together, this is where you start to think, like, what's the next move, if I may? <laughs> so Kubelik, I, I, I like it, right? Like, um, I, don't think, I don't think there's too much to dissect here, but the fact that this is an even easier salary to digest an even easier expiration date on the uh, contract to digest. And then you're getting some success on the power play. And, and and this is a guy that can get those opportunities if we need it, if we need it filled in again, we're trying to fill out two power play lines here. Maybe we're nickel and diming it here to fill it out. 
you know, maybe Kubelik had some opportunities based on the team he was playing with, and that's why the numbers look a little bit better. Again, these are on ice numbers. Yeah, I so you got to take that into consideration, but still. I, I have I my think buddy who's a, who's a big Blackhawk fan, um, and I was trying to figure out why why the Blackhawks kind of gave up on him. And I guess he did get some time with Kaner, and they, they guess that his first year coming out hot, it was a little bit of a coattail situation. But, I I mean, now he's coming here, and he, he might be able to be on a couple of Red Wing coattails. So it might not be as bleak, you know, for him here in Detroit. So, I mean, to take him on a, you know, one of these Iserman specialties on a on a Fabry no-risk, no high-reward deal, um, seems seems pretty smart. I, I don't know if he's going to quite measure up to, I don't know, do you want to compare him to Puce? Another guy that we just kind of, you, know, you know, we'll just take that while we're in the store. And Chicago's like, yeah, go ahead and take that. It's free. We don't care. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm excited to see where this goes. And, it, you know, he's at least, what, he had the, a 30-goal season coming out of the gate? Um, I don't know if he's going to replicate that, but I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't mind taking a, you know, a very small, very small risk on a, on a guy on the wing like that. I, I, I think this is a really cool move too. I do like, uh, El Nasty might, he might be getting a little too nasty later on in the comments, but he oh. asked Sam if he was getting a little high cause he threw in Dave Chappelle on the fourth line. Um, <laughs> like Dan B's comment here, this goes back to our goaltenders. Uh, Terry Sawchuk would have struggled playing behind that defense last year. Very true. There were some games though. I think you could absolutely. And we talked about it. You you could see like Nedeljkovic was getting worn out. I think we, we did ask. We asked quite a bit out of Ned last season. And uh, I think it'll be good for him to know going in, like you mentioned before, Mike, that it's not, it's not do or yeah, it's This whole yeah, game it's is physical, on your shoulders. Yeah. It was physical and mental strain because you know, when he wanted to, when he wanted to blow, uh, you couldn't do what? it because Grice got it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm... Because, uh, you know, Grice would, you know, immediately have to get pulled again. So it, it doesn't look like we're going to have that same issue this year. It should, it should make him feel better physically and mentally knowing he's not going to go snip, snap, snip, snap, you know, triple vasectomy ah. back on the ice. All right. I knocked my headset out of my ears. So I heard snip, snap, snip, snap. And I also use the phrase uh, triple vasectomy. So hopefully you didn't miss that, Matt. Uh oh. Wait. Oh, I also pulled. What are you? What were you saying? I just pulled. I pulled everything out of its socket. So it's. Uh... Wow. I get to say it three times. Uh, <laughs> I said snip, snap, snip, snap, and then triple vasectomy. That's the third time I said triple vasectomy. I think that adds up, though. That that works. I did um, get three of those. Feel pretty good. Really adds up. Yeah. All right. Um. I'm getting sweaty here because I'm wearing my Lucas Raymond jersey in the basement, and everybody knows I, I always have the light of God shining through my window down here. <laughs> it is it is hot as hell. Um, we also made the decision earlier. Yeah, you look a little bit like uh, what was that Linus? Was that Linus in the the Snoopy Christmas lights, please? <laughs> Yeah, I used to have a cardboard box down here that I was, or I shouldn't say used to. For like two weeks, I had it down here, and I, of course, filled it up with all my, all my Funko Pops, pops and everything. So, uh, there was a question coming from a Fife, um, and that's what Ooh, caused yeah. me to drop my phone. But now I don't, I don't see his comment. Oh, Harley Fife wanted to know if there are any new signings. Pretty sure we're still stuck with everything we've talked about so far today. Do we miss any? We need to um, we need to recap a little bit. Yeah, there was sure. that. Didn't we get Matt Luff? 
Oh, yeah, I don't care about that. That's fine. I think that was a two-way signing, like for depth. Yeah, we have um, we have two more two-way signings that uh, I I did not make a slide for, ladies and gentlemen. I can tell you, I can tell you right now. In oh, if you want to tell, want this this episode yeah. to be about it. It was not going to be about those two. So Columbus did get uh, Goudreau, uh, but Matt, if you want to do the rundown real more one more time for Harley, um, I would do that because it, it is a pretty long list now. Okay. So we'll start from the beginning here. Uh, we have our Andrew Kopp was first one this morning. And then uh, shortly thereafter, we had Olimata. And I don't know if we ever got an official tweet uh, from the Red Wings because I, I don't have it up here on my slides. Um, ben Chirot brought in. All right, we should probably recap, right? We're at the 4.75 million. Um, come on, move, you stupid slide. Dominic Kubelik <laughs> comes in for a couple for two and a half. And uh, David Perron, what was this? 4.75 as well for two years. And um, we signed on uh, draft day, Billy Huso, three-year contract. And uh, we're pretty happy with it. Yeah. Um, I guess the next question is, is how silly is it to think that this is a playoff team? Knowing, knowing how much impact it was just last season adding – Two rookies, albeit two pretty amazing rookies. And now knowing that you actually have a, a second line and almost depth to have a real third line oh, going into next season, Matt, do you feel like we have enough to maybe be a playoff team? I think absolutely. Um, to say that we have enough, I, I want to see. I, I mean, it's one of those things, right? Like, why do I need to be responsible? Like, why do I need to sit here and play this game of like... Um, well, you know, I want to see the team play before I give a solid yes or no. But, I mean, to answer your question, do we have enough? Yes. I think we saw enough last year. And remember, this is another year without Verana. You know, like, we didn't get full Verana. We've upgraded this defense. We've, we might actually have a second power play unit. Again, since this show's been going on, this will be the first time. And this first line could probably still stick together, but I, I will say the reason I'm so confident, Mike, is I think there's another huge move coming. I don't know where it's going to land. It might be on the defense, but um, I don't know. Like when you, when you take a look at this, I'm not saying Kubelik like has done enough in his career to earn something in the top six, but you look at a Kubelik and Zadina or on your third line. And I mean, you just gave a new contract to Taro Hirose as I, uh, as I scroll down here, you just had a hell of a season, like Grand Rapids Griffin season, all time season for, for Berggren. We're still trying to figure out what Joe Valeno is. Um, I mean, just we'll do it. I'm going to say it. Giovanni Smith on that list. No problem. Homer Soderblom, Mike, coming over to North America. We have all of these different options, and you've got a big contract in Tyler Bertuzzi that is most definitely getting shipped out of here and going somewhere else, and we're getting something juicy in return. No. I don't know if it's Tyler. No. I don't know if it's going to be Zadino. But um, I have a feeling there's a big move coming, and we're going to add to this defense. And uh, all your question marks on uh, – Mr. Sherratt, I think will get answered because I think before the end of the season, maybe maybe before the beginning, I think there's a good chance that that left side is getting 
one more upgrade. Because again, like we talked about Jake Wallman. I mean, for a playoff team, he was disposable. He looked really good on our shit bag last year. Uh, Jordan Osterley. I think we had fun. We loved watching that overtime goal. But again, don't if we're if we're if we're playing this game, playoff team, the playoff team does not have a Jordan a Jordan Osterley. I, I I I'm sorry. It's uh, whew. It's yeah, the truth. I'm I'm sorry. I I I love you, Jordan. You're from Dearborn. You're our boy. We're both. Well, I guess he's from Dearborn Heights. So I don't have to care about him that much. But like, right? Like we have an opportunity to still upgrade this team considerably, unless we you know we ran into Berger and just happens to be our Braden point. Like there there's that possibility. But I I think yeah we've um. Dan B, can I throw this out there? Dan B's got it. Too many bodies, not enough chairs. Matt B thrown out. There's Adina for sure getting traded. Pucks and dreams. Matt B, I think you're right. Oh, my God. Uh, Impaler of Horizons. Can't afford to trade Bertuzzi after adding all this depth. I say Yeah, I mean, looking at – we looked at it last year, how that um... – Larkin, Raymond, Bertuzzi line performed like what was it? One of the top three lines? Are we going to just say top five? Top five top lines in the league. Um, so I'm not like dying to trade Bertuzzi. Oh yeah. Um, like I mean, uh, it, it would Taylor it would have to be like a complete you know fleecing like the Verona trade was. Um, but I, I and I don't know if I want to leap to trade Sedina because I still think he's going to be worth more to us than he will be to some other team. So it would just be, you know, picking up a fifth round draft pick. I don't know if that really wets your noodle, turning a first rounder into a fifth rounder, but um, it could be something where you bundle a few of these guys and maybe see that the team is, you know, making enough headway to be a playoff team. And maybe their first round pick isn't as, valuable as it might have been in past years you know that's where bundling a few guys in draft picks oh my god i was i was gonna ask could this be the year that we trade away some draft picks to to bring on some talent uh, mid-season i think it could be but you know we gotta we gotta actually see him play yeah um i want to come back to impaler because i i i I don't the end of mike's point i don't need to trade away bertuzzi i i was that was sort of tongue-in-cheek and fun and sometimes i just like to ruffle feathers I don't need to trade Bertuzzi. I do think there's a possibility that things don't go our way. We're really competitive this year, but maybe maybe Vili Uso doesn't work out um, and things don't look as shiny and chrome as it does look like we're, we're moving in that direction. I think at that point, that's where you're playing that game of getting rid of them. But yeah, if you're if you're in the playoff hunt, I'm not giving up on a playoff run just to move Tyler Bertuzzi. So I don't have to worry about that one year contract. That's, that's ridiculous. Um, like that, those are the problems you want. I think, um, you know, if I had to put money on it, I think Bertuzzi lasts the whole year and I think he moves on. I, is that fair? <laughs> Maybe nobody wants to hear that. Maybe. We should um, move on, Cause this isn't a happy topic. This is a happy yeah. day. And I, I made it sad. But I, I did want to bring up, like, there's all of this depth right now. And if you run into a Berggren, man, what if Soderblom comes over and he's like, hey, guys, remember I played in an adult league and had, like, a point per game? And I basically just pushed everybody into the dirt and took a huge dump on everyone's face. Yeah, I'm going to come do that in the NHL, too. If that happens, what are you, you going to do with this roster? 
these guys are gonna have to move out of here. Somebody will. And you don't. I just, I, you know, I can't wait for that guy. I can't, I can't um, wait for these problems. Yeah, you know, I think that's again the most important thing is that this it's not just depth. It's not just icing a team. These are these are good players. Um, and we're we're creating so many like enviable problems to have where you, you want room for your prospects, but you kind of have to wait for somebody to get hurt or traded. Not, you know, this guy is so terrible. Uh, we'll just have him, you know, put him on waivers and then call him up. And Derek 1300 saying, man, I'm so tired of hearing Tyler Bertuzzi trades. I am too. But then, you know, we'll do a game where we go on the road to Canada and I'm like, Oh yeah. Now I remember why I was talking about these. Well, even beyond that, like it is just the reality, right? Like, like, do you put yourself in the tough, tough situation of what Bertuzzi will be getting that new contract at 28? Is that for sure the lengthy contract? And of course, the more expensive one than 4.75, is this the guy that you want to pay this out to? And I think that's a fair, that's a fair question. And are you going to be at that point? Do you want to get to that point and get something for it? Or, you know, do you let him walk? If, he, if that's his choice. I, I just think it's a fair question. I, I hear what you're saying, Derek, but I, I will say I'll, I'll pick on anybody on this team except for probably Dylan, Mo Sider, and uh, Lucas Raymond at this point. I, I think even like even a Verona at this point is going to be thrown into that conversation. Um, you know, I mean, if we get another early injury here for Verona, not that that makes him any easier to move, but I mean... Yeah, you're not a reliable player if you're not on the ice. Yeah, but, it's a, yeah. and those are all fair things to bring up. I think I, I just I'm trying to be as fair as possible. And any team that has the one year contract left, I mean, the Colorado Avalanche were playing that game with with Landis Cog. Obviously, they kept him. They just won a cup. They just won a cup. But if if you think they weren't asking the question, I, and and clearly they made a point that uh, it was a question they were asking um, with the off season before. I think. I think it's okay to ask with Tyler. That's that's all, Derek. I, I know what you're saying. I, I'm just... <sighs> we could have the same conversation with Dylan, to be completely honest. I just think you're talking more... You've got you've got a C on that chest, you know? Um, I guess that's where that... I, I guess I'm explaining myself as, as to why that's, that's going on. Uh, Michael Scripp, enough of the Bertuzzi trade talk. You know what? Just for that. Here's who I'm trading. Top 10 guys I want to trade. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, don't do that, please. <laughs> just let the numbers plummet. Josh Billings, is Burt a core player? I think so. I think he is right now. But I think my my core my core right now, moving forward past this season, absolutely like 100%. 100% is Dylan Larkin, Lucas Raymond, and Mort Sider. I can't justifiably put anybody else on my for sure core list besides those three a few more games of uh bert putting the whole team on his back with a four goal bomb they'll turn you right around man you'll be back i'll be happy you'll come crawling back i'll be happy no i think matt what you're trying to say is just it's just a tough decision um just just based on a few things but could that, yeah, could that be what we land on? Like Dylan Larkin, easy decision. Moritz Sider, of course, easy decision. Lucas Raymond, easy decision. Tyler Bertuzzi, I think there's a question mark attached to it. It's but fine. let's uh, let's let's harp on what today's all about, and it's no. adding depth. And when you looked at this um, cap friendly, and you had to scroll down to get to all of our prospects who are yet to come up, 
that's what today's about. I mean, that we're not, you know, desperately, you know, just cursing the gods that we don't have Fabry back. Um, you know, that Bergeron is, he better make the team. It's like, it'd be nice if he made the team if he's not ready. I mean, we got guys up here already who could, you know, probably win us a few games. Oh, are you, are you highlighting a little Pontus action there, Matt? Yeah, I am. I completely forgot about Pontus, to be to be, <laughs> to be honest with you. But, I mean, that's another huge name, too. Like, now there's no pressure on these guys. Now there's opportunities to learn and grow with the Griffins. And I, I think Pontus is a great name to point to along with Bergeron. But, holy crap, did I completely forget about Pontus. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I just got so much more excited for this season to come up. I do uh, have a question though. On this sheet, it says Elmer Solterblom is only six foot six. I swear he's six foot nine. This is incorrect. Okay. Yeah. He. I. I, I mean. I'll, okay. Well, let's pause here. I was gonna say. Six I got him at eight. six eight over here. Yeah, I was gonna say six eight. All right. Well, he's he's uh, he's like Undertaker and Kane, where he's really like six foot six. And they bill him at seven foot five, you know, five hundred pounds. Uh, he's turning Pucks into Dan Housen. Yeah, Pucks and dreams six foot eight. At six foot eight. Okay. Um. All right. Uh. We got Mike. You have four more minutes, so I think we got to wrap up here. Everybody, thank you for tuning in. If you do have a second, uh, please hit that like button for us. Even if you hate me for mentioning Tyler Bertuzzi getting traded. Don't do it. Oh, he did it again. Uh, Damn I'm it. Sorry. I know. I know. I know. I'm a, I'm a bastard. I'm I'm a horrible person. I, I apologize. Tyler Bertuzzi for life. Give him an eight-year, $12 million deal. Let's do it. I can't sign fast enough. I'm in. <laughs> I mean, you know, it is one of, you know, it's, uh, I shouldn't do it again. All right, I'm not going to do You've done it. it again. All right, yeah. Dom, Dom LeShizan, so, like, he's got him rated as, like, elite, elite. So you have to pay him that way. Do you think he stays, is that, like, that means you're saying he stays the course and plays like that. So, I'm. Not as confident. <laughs> he's pretty good. Pretty good. I know. I'm not saying he's bad. <sighs> All right. Everybody's signing off. We're losing viewers. So thanks for tuning in, guys. Um, I do I do want to call out Impaler. Thank you for coming aboard. I, I have an Alan Savage here coming in late. Uh, congrats on Peron. Guy's a warrior. Alan, thanks for coming aboard. I love this. Dirty beef curtains. Uh, I like the guys brought in today. Pran over Gagne, Sherrod over Stahl, and and DeKaiser. We'll put we'll put uh, uh, Mata on top of DeKaiser there. Uh, Dirty Beef coming in with some great some uh, summaries here. I, I this is a happy day. We drastically upgraded it. like what uh, almost forty percent of the roster. Yeah. Like drastically upgraded. <laughs> it's a good day. Uh, good day for us. Good day for Red Wings fans. Good day for Red Wings rant. Uh, thank you for everybody tuning in again. If you have a second, hit that like button. Uh, we would appreciate on Spotify. You can find us. Um, let us know what you think. Of course, you can rate us and review. And then on uh, Apple Podcasts, subscribe, rate, and review. You guys aren't going to miss an episode. And uh, you can find our shop um, at uh, bodpodcast.com, and you'll see the shop button. Or if you find us on Twitter, we have the links to the shop as well if you guys want to show off all your red wings rant swag but thanks for tuning in everybody congratulations uh to our new boys our new detroit red wings another successful day for steve eiserman and uh guys gotta tell you love you love y'all for tuning in this was an absolute blast and we will see no you more 92 losses yay we did it yes <laughs> we seized the day yes have a good one guys
So long, Thomas Grice! Huzzah!